Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. What a weekend. What a weekend. So glad to finally be home. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Like, as fun as it was, <sighs> it feels good to be back in our humble abode. Mm-hmm. Yep. 12 hours of travel there, 12 back. A little less than 12, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, it stops and everything. But yeah. I needed a vacation for my vacation before I went back to work yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's getting up so late, guys. We drove back, had to drop Anthony off. Then we had to go to bed right away because we both had work the next day. Open to close. Yeah. yeah. So. It was a rough one. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. Um, We're going to try and kind of get back on track like normal-ish. So we're going to start off with gun news. Yay, gun news. Uh, it's only one piece, and just because I found it really interesting, Sig Sauer is suing Springfield. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Because apparently they are, Springfield is infringing on two patents in regards to the design of the 365 mag, mag which they used in their Hellcat. Which... I mean, is it copyright infringement if you can get another round in that they couldn't get in? Mm. Six Hour is seeking uh, injunctive relief as well as monetary damages for Springfield Armory's past and ongoing infringement. So this leads to the question. Are they also going to sue Ruger and Smith & Wesson? Correct. <laughs> And also correct. Hmm. Here's the thing. I am all for patents and protecting your property and stuff like that. And I'm I'd be interested in interested to see their actual patent. Uh, I'll see if I can pull it and see if I can find it. Because to me, if you take out a 365 mag, it looks an awful lot like a 2011 mag. Mm-hmm. With how it's tapered. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, this will be interesting. See how this goes and plays out. And we'll see if uh, Big Red and Big Blue also get a knock on their door. Right. Although I will say the Smith Mag looks nothing like the other ones. Nothing. Yeah, that's true. You can tell it looks like they took like the top like quarter portion of their shield mag. And it was like, let's just make the bottom part. Fatter. Yeah. Like. Fat bottom girl yes. mag. <laughs> so maybe they'll be left alone. Who knows? I wonder why they were picking on little old Springfield. Guess they're in Illinois. Could be. I mean, out of <laughs> Springfield, Ruger, and Smith & Wesson, Springfield, I think, is the smallest. Yeah. So. But, I mean, probably, like, for at least for the last year before the Shield Plus came out, like, the biggest competitor oh yeah for sure 65 biggest anybody who asked for either the hellcat or the 365 if we didn't have one in stock it was always the other one you don't have a 365 well how about hellcat you don't have a hellcat well how about a 365 right right so biggest competitor um is that yeah. for that's news? it for gun news yeah. time to jump in what this episode is all about and that is the 2021 low cap USPSA National Championship 
This will be our day three and recap of the whole thing. Um, and going over winners, right? Yeah. I guess we'll go over our stuff first. Yeah. So, um, you finished really well. Uh, um, 109, 190 production shooters, and you finished 101st. So, right in the middle of the pack. Like, almost dead split. Uh, I finished in 172nd out of 190. So, I beat 18 people, which is about 9%. So, there's that. Lady production shooters, I finished 11 out of 19, so that's something to be excited about, because I always look up to all those girls and ladies, um, shooting production and chasing after them, and from the looks of it, I'll be chasing for quite some time, because <laughs> they're all awesome. <laughs> you just gotta put in the work. I do. I will say this is probably, this is probably my most favorite and fun shooting weekend that I've ever had. Yeah. This was, like... If you can imagine, like, your most favorite family vacation, or, like, if you ever went on, like, an after-high school road trip with, like, all of your best friends. Yeah. Like, that was this. That's, that was this weekend. Like, yeah. the entire weekend was just jam-packed full of fun. There was, like, just the right amount of, like, R&R time and, like, downtime for naps after margaritas and such. <laughs> um, and, like, just enough, like, action and, like lively like going out and doing stuff like there it was the perfect mixture what an awesome weekend yeah. and the best 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 chicago crew ever yes. to spend it with plus anthony yes well <laughs> and the pa guys yeah oh i mean noel is an illinoisan yeah, originally OG. we just met them they're yeah. awesome you guys made the whole trip fun it was a pleasure meeting all of you and hanging out with everybody and everybody seemed to enjoy the uh, round table discussions and roast sessions and <laughs> roast sessions, <laughs> aka Steve. We love you, Steve. Um, yeah. So, how did you do at your first nationals? How do you like for you personally? For me you, personally, not where you placed. Like, I I felt amazing the entire weekend. I mean, like. I had a couple of bomb stages where I was like, holy crap, I didn't realize I dropped that many mics. And that's really hard to recover from when you don't have speed <laughs> on your side. No, but you so, were moving faster. Oh, yeah. I was moving way faster than I normally do. Um, like, for me personally, like, you know, like, my, my hit factors on stages, you know, I know roughly what I hit for hit factor on, like, long courses. I know roughly what I hit for hit factor on short courses, like... I just know, like, what my averages are. I was performing way better than I do when I shoot locally. And I know a lot of it was, like, don't let yourself get inside your own head. And I was, like, cool as a cucumber the whole weekend. I was just going with the flow, doing what I do. I didn't do anything differently than I would at a local so I wasn't, like, amping myself up or trying to add on additional practices. I still did my visualization, my walkthroughs in the same manner. Everything was exactly the same, just, like, hyper-focused when I was on the line. Even when I could barely reach the start position. <laughs> yeah, they had some pretty tall ones. Yeah, that KKM. Yeah. That was a very, very tall start position. You had to be touching with your fingertips. It was like hands straight above my head. 
how about you? This is your second nationals. Do you feel like you performed better than when you did your first nationals last year? Yeah, I had my Which gun. was a whole, you know, seven months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a, uh, I, I had my goal to set out to have no huge, like, crazy mess-ups. No big catastrophes on stages. And... Uh, I completed that. I can say this is honestly the first time I've shot an entire match where I was not pissed off at how I did on a stage. Mm -hmm. So I went in with a plan. Uh, I completely changed how I prepared for a stage. And it went well. I didn't go to the practice bay at all. Mm -hmm. I felt pretty good for where I was. Mm -hmm. I changed my make ready. I changed the way I walked through. I did just enough walkthrough for me to where I was like, yep, I can close my eyes and see all the targets. And there were some stages where I only walked through once. And then I went back, back and sat at the back of the bay. Mm-hmm. Went and had some drinks. I cooled down. Relaxed. Yeah. You know, it's another four minutes I got to just sit back and chill. Mm-hmm. And when it came my turn to make ready... I already had my mag in my hand. ROs, make ready. Okay, cool. Gun out of holster. Mag in. Rack slide. Press check. Into the holster. Let's go. No sight picture. No sight picture. No sight picture. No running through the stage one more time. I did it because I didn't, one, I didn't feel like I needed to, and two, I felt like I always liked to amp myself up. Like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, 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 this. Oh, crap. Did I forget that? Am I supposed to do that? Mm-hmm. Like this, I was like, I know what I'm doing. Stage plan's in. Boom. Let's go. Right. And some ROs were caught off guard. Yeah. Because I saw some of them do double takes. Because they're like, oh, oh, he's ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I also had some ROs where they were a little unsure with the rules. Mm-hmm. Or how to... How to do equipment checks with new equipment, which is understandable. I know it's not their fault, which is why I did talk with some of the guys that I know there that are a little higher up telling them, hey, these guys got it. These guys didn't. Yeah. Just to kind of help them iron out some things. Um, I really didn't have anything. I had no catastrophes on any stages. The worst thing that happened on the stage, honestly, was the ROI I talked about, the light. Which, Mm -hmm. it's not a big deal. It just sucks that it happened. Like, I was in this mood that nobody could, like... You were not taking my chill away. Mm -hmm. At all. Nothing. Yeah. I even had an RO who apparently thought his job was to intimidate me. Right. Uh, Because I was, quote, unquote, to him pushing my holster down. Mm -hmm. To where it would have been below my belt line. And he literally just walked up and said, if you keep pushing that holster down, that was it. That, that was the talk. Yeah. I'm like, and this was, I was literally. On the line. You were, yeah. you were on deck. I was about to make ready. Yep. I'm like, huh. Okay. It's right. kind of interesting. I didn't know that your duty was to try and intimidate shooters. Right. I thought maybe you should have just walked up and said, hey, I'd like to do your equipment check because it looks a little off. Right. Which I would have been completely fine with. But, 
wasn't going to lose my chill. Right. I was like, hey, cool story. Can I make ready? <laughs> so, yeah, that went really well. I uh, I didn't place as well as I would have liked. But I do have things that I need to work on. And I shot exactly how I wanted to shoot. Now I just have to shoot exactly how I wanted to shoot better and faster. Yeah. So, that was my nationals. It was a really, really good one. Yeah. Like, I feel like... So, day one, we were up on the hill in, in zone C. Mm -hmm. 14 through 20. And I had six mics up on the hill. Day two, I had one mic the whole day. Which was awesome. Because, like, my... My times were really good. My hit factors were really good. My I had like tons of alphas. I was like on fire on day two. And then, which is funny because that's the morning one and I'm not a morning person. So I thought for sure that I was going to perform better in the afternoon shoots. But I always shoot in the morning. Like when we shoot locals, I always shoot in the morning. So, like, getting up first thing, having my routine, you know, I have, like, a very, very late snack or breakfast, and then I don't really eat anything else until, like, a few hours in. So I have, like, a set routine for when we shoot in the morning. So that makes sense that the morning, the day that we shot in the morning, that I perform better, because it's more natural for me to shoot earlier in the day than to start shooting at what was it 12.45? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. My new uh, my my new my nutrition and hydration were on point. I didn't feel horrible at all. Mm -hmm. I felt really good. I had to pee a lot but I felt really good. Yeah. I will say my hydration definitely suffered um, but not to the point where I was like like, I wasn't feeling dehydrated, but I know, like, how much water I need to intake when I'm performing to actually, like, perform well. And I know I wasn't getting enough water. Yeah. But that's because girls have issues at ranges. Yeah. Anyone who's in charge of ranges, please start putting safety tables next to your porta potties Because ladies can't stand having to run to a safety table. Gear down, run somewhere else to a porta potty, run back to the safety table, gear back up, and then run back to your bay. Please and thank you. Well, at least you left your gear at a safety table. There was somebody that got DQ'd because they thought they could just take their whole gear and belt off. Gun like, included? Gun included. Where at? Like in their bay? Yeah. Oh, wow. Back of the bay. Oh, my gosh. Well... Guess There's we'll never that. make that mistake again. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right, let's jump into uh, placements. So, high overall goes to Christian Seiler. He shot limited 10. Yay. And high overall lady, Justine Williams, also shooting limited 10. So, we'll just jump into limited 10 then because we're on the subject. So, your limited 10 2021 champion, Christian Seiler. Second place was Gianni. Third place, Casey. That was uh, 
was interesting. Especially because I got to... Casey, I was expecting Casey to be in there. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting Gianni to be in there. Christian kind of... When I found out he was shooting limited 10, I was like, well, he just won with limited somewhere else. So he's going to be kind of going pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And he, he did good. I mean, it was, it was great. Uh, we got production. My birthday buddy, Mr. Nils Jonathan, got first place. JJ got second. And Mason Lane took third. Yep. Oh, we will... We will get we are in. going to get into yes. this in just a minute. We'll talk about the whole... Popper fucked thing. Yeah. Single stack. Uh, <laughs> uh, the great one reminded everyone while he, why he has that nickname. Rob Latham took first. Elias took second. John Fancy Pants McLean took third. And congratulations, huge, huge congratulations to John, because, um, like, he's been a beast. I've been watching him shoot for a while. I got really excited when we got to meet him at SHOT Show two years ago, and, was it, oh, the NRA NRAM. show. Yeah, so the NRAM uh, 2019, I believe, and this year he got his first Nationals podium. Yeah, that's awesome. Very very cool. Congratulations, John. Uh, Revolver? Um, yes. Uh, Revolver was won by uh, Michael uh, Poggy? 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 I, I think it's Poggy. Poggy. Uh, which, I don't want to say makes sense. He's a very good shooter. He's also a world champion, so he can just tack this to his wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed by Caleb uh, Higby and then Rich Wolf. Um, there was a fifth division. <laughs> so, kind of like one of those, like, uh, those hidden levels. <laughs> like, you have to know what buttons to press to get to that hidden level. Or it's, how many bullets to put in. Right. Um, if you can't count, which we're not talking about the classifier here, <laughs> yeah. um, you might get bumped to open at a low-cap Nets. And uh, our buddy John Serafin... Took first place in Open this year at Low Cap Nationals. Congratulations, John. Yeah, congrats, buddy. That's a, yeah. There were three in his division. Hell of a and job. And he took first, so. Great job. <laughs> he took it like a champ, though. He was he was laughing about it, and, he, you know, he realized what he did, and, you know, he wasn't letting it get him, get him down or nothing. You know, yeah. And you know, he still had a fun time shooting. Uh, well, it's out a day after, but happy birthday, John. Happy birthday, John. We love you, buddy, and we'll see you again soon. Your ladies' champions, L10, Justine Williams. Wood, wood. Production, Ashley Rourke. Uh, single stack, and this is not to take away from her because she is a fantastic shooter, but she really came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, beat people that uh, everybody else was watching because I don't even think she was on the super squad. Because they did have a lady super squad again this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Rogers won single stack with a 9mm 1911. Mm-hmm. Well, Jalice also was shooting nine. Well, I know she was shooting minor. Right. Right. So probably nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and she would have taken second in single stack. 
Yes. The other William sister. And Revolver Rose won by Annette. Uh, Aeson? Mm-hmm. Congratulations, ladies. Yes. Great job. All right, let's dig into some things here. Um, we already talked about how we did. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how Nils did and JJ did. Because everybody apparently wants to weigh in on this. Yes. I'm going to preface this. All you have this. to do is open Instagram, and within one swipe, you're going to see something regarding Nationals and JJ. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Bill and the crew at Go Fast Don't Suck has been killing it right. with memes. They're so funny. They're so funny. <laughs> you um, see the one with Bill's face? Yes. Fall down, dude. Dude, what are you doing, dude? I'm froze. <laughs> anyway, awesome. so, yes, in fact, JJ lost. Because he left a popper standing on a stage. And then he failed popper calibration. It happens. Guys, that's that's the sport. Should it happen? Should we have a better solution? Yes. Absolutely. On the flip side to this, and uh, I consider JJ a friend. Uh, I think we're friends, right? We're, JJ, we're friends? We're friends, right? <laughs> no. Uh... This does not take anything away from Nils's, Nils's, Nils, Nils's, Nils. Okay, Nils' performance. He was an absolute monster. Penalty free. Four delta. The entire match. That's insane. I mean, it's inhuman. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So it doesn't take anything away from that. Had the popper fallen. When JJ shot it, JJ would have won. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah. Okay. But it didn't. So JJ didn't win. You guys can petition. You guys can cry. JJ cried a little, I'm sure. And it sucks to lose that way. Yeah. But I'll give you this. Nils as a competitor. I don't even know Nils that well. I think I know Jessica more than I know Nils on a level. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know Jessica that well. I don't think Nils wants to win that way. Nils would rather beat someone head up. Yeah. He, it's not that he doesn't have the ability to. Yeah. I don't know why everybody thinks like, oh, Nils, oh, Nils only won because of this. Right. I mean, there could have easily been a popper that he shot at. Right. And it's, he's, this is not the first time this has happened. Right. Which brings up the bigger point. We need to fix this. Agreed. Now, I don't remember if you remember in Frostproof, the way Shannon has poppers set up is they're not hinged. They don't hinge on anything. They're literally set up standing, and when they're smacked, they have the room to push against a little metal piece in the back, and they just fall. So... That might be a little bit better solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a ton of stuff being thrown around. Like, hey, well, it's a hit in the calibration zone. It didn't fall automatic reshoot. Then you're going to run into, was it a square hit? You know, was it a perfect hit? Mm-hmm. Was it an edge hit? You can't tell all the times, especially with how they, uh, the splatter happens. Mm-hmm. 
And you can't really overlay are, yeah, are you gonna, steel. Are you going to argue an overlay on steel? Right. Uh, another one is get rid of large poppers altogether. Hardly ever do you see a small one not fall. Yeah. Uh, you successfully passed pop calibration. I did. Uh, I had, first of all, our minor power factor ammo was running 141 power factor. So Yeah, it was 141 in Jackie's gun and 147 in my gun. So when I shot two in the very center of the calibration zone and it didn't fall, that was Well, she froze. Very tight. That was uh, very, she didn't yeah. know what to do. I've never had to call popper calibration in my entire time shooting, ever. Right. I've never had to. I've watched other people do it, but I never paid attention to what happens during the course of fire. Yeah, you what's finish. the procedure? Yeah. You finish. Um, so I completely froze. I'm like, it, I'm like, I, you know, it didn't go down. I shot it a second time. It didn't go down. I'm looking smack dab in the middle of these great hits. And I'm like, I turned, turned my head. I'm like, um, did I call for a popper calibration? He goes, uh, if you're finished. And I'm like, if, oh, oh, keep going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsies. But luckily I won popper calibration and I got a reshoot. Now, uh, I really think, you know, talking with uh, Eugene, I really think the RO messed up on that stage because the guy before you should have called for calibration because mm-hmm. it also did not fall. Yeah. Um, but he ended up shooting it down. Yeah. But he had to shoot it, what, three times? Yeah. And I think when the guy went to quote-unquote fix it, when he you went up, he tightened, tightened it, it instead of loosened it. Right. That thing did not move. Yeah. So, mistakes happen. I, I I know a lot of people are up in arms because same popper, same stage. Ashley uh, left that popper standing. You're saying same popper as JJ's. As JJ's. Not mine. Yeah, mine was JJ's. on a different stage. Uh, she called for calibration and won. Yes, this leads to believe that something should be done if that popper twice... At least we don't know if anybody else did it. Yeah, uh, was causing problems. And they were both in C zone the same day, so it wasn't like oh the next day then they had another random issue kind of thing. But right. like, they were both up there the same day, so in a four hour span they had at least two issues with that popper. Yep. So um, I think USPSA needs to think long and hard about what needs to change with poppers. Mm-hmm. Because. Uh, I, I agree. Um, a national championship to be decided by a rule decision as opposed to a skilled decision sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now it's par for the course. It is in the rules. Yeah. And uh, leave the popper where it lies. Nils is 2021 champion. And uh, I can't wait to see the battle for next year. That is going to be a bad-ass <laughs> race next year. So. That means we're going to have to go back to low cap again to watch it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, let's More see. bullets. Oh, there was water on every stage. Yes. Yes, there was. An Gigantic abundant amount of water. coolers and, actually, and cases and cases and cases of water. And actually Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Which was awesome. Yeah. Electrolytes. Yes. The award ceremony, or leading up to it, 
There may or may not have been some uh, little clicks in the parking lot with some adult beverages. <clears throat> there absolutely was. <laughs> maybe, or maybe not. It seems that there's like a, a select few states that were responsible for that. <laughs> shout, shout out Dakotas. <clears throat> anyway. And Wisconsin. And Yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently they ran out of food for people. Really? Yeah. Uh, Jackie and I did get food. We didn't grab a lot of food because, honestly, I wasn't that hungry. Uh, I should have grabbed more food. They had, like, meatballs, mac and cheese. Quiches. Mini quiches. Some, they like, had, sandwiches. Yeah, like, croissant ham and cheese sandwiches. Yeah, well, apparently they ran out of food. They're feeding 414 people. Apparently plus. they had a miscount. The caterer. I don't know if the caterer was... Uh, USPSA's responsibility or the CMP range's responsibility. That much I do not know. But people are a little upset that they paid 300, almost 300 bucks for a match fee and didn't get food and banquet at our biggest match of the year. Oh yeah, I'd be mad too. The cake looked awesome. The cake did look good. I I didn't have any cake. I didn't either. But it didn't look like it would feed 415 people. No. (laughs) Um, the awards, interesting. We had to start getting rushed because, uh, it started to rain like a motherfucker. Before it even started raining, like, as soon as that first big strike of lightning hit, before the rain, Foley started talking really fast. <laughs> We're all a bunch of children. Everybody's like, you're they're just talking and you see the flash lightning like, ooh. Yeah. Ah. Like these gigantic umbrellas with like these huge metal poles. And yeah. when it started to rain, everyone started huddling the poles like, guys, it's it's metal. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not safe here. Right. This is not a good place to be. I did find it very interesting, not interesting, very funny that when Foley ended his speech after everybody got all their awards, he said something like, see you next year. And a giant rolling thunder came through mm-hmm. and everybody clapped and we all left it was it was very it was magical yeah it's like it was meant to be yep so like the grand finale yeah and they had the prize tables yes they did and they had some good stuff i mean when i, I was obviously 172nd person in the door <laughs> so well, well, you were less than that oh, because you had the yeah the other the other categories too. Right. So they called all the single stacks, all the revolvers, all the L10s, and by the time they got to the ends of the production list, you know there was eighteen people left behind me, and most of them weren't there anymore because they didn't stay for awards. So I was one of the last ten or so in, I would say, um, and there was still some stuff in there. I got a. Gift certificate for my GX product holsters, which I'm so excited about. I've already picked it out. Um, And you got a gift card? Uh, Yes, I did. For Barata. Barata. But uh, I don't think I can use it on a gun, which I'm kind of disappointed in. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you were at a gun shop. You'll figure something out. You can use it for parts and stuff. Or a $50 Beretta patch and a $50 Beretta backpack. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> He's making the cat make faces at me. <laughs> so, we also asked you guys for some questions. And, uh, yeah, let's jump right in to them, shall we? Uh, this is actually from uh, Gigantor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, the Monster King, who was no. on our squad. And the reason why he asking this question is so important the pretense he is six foot nine yeah he's, he's tall his question is how can the stages be made more interesting now i'm gonna be honest i actually didn't hate the stages at this match no i thought that there was a really good mix between like you know low low round count which are like you know the classifiers like the you know, a couple short stages, but, you know, for the most part, they were, like, medium round count and high round count. Not yet. There were some that were boring, but I think you had a good mix of standards, short courses, some medium ones. The, yeah. The long courses were long. Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, when you have the long courses, it's hard, really, to make them... I think it's not hard to make them interesting. Yeah. I mean, the most you can do on, like, the long courses, because so, they take up so much space, and you can only have 32 rounds used on that course, so you can't put, like, 50 targets out, you know? So it has to be, unless they were, like, mostly steel. Oh, no, even then you couldn't do 50. So, I mean, there's only so much. You can't have, like, a stack of targets behind one wall. It just... You know, it does, the flow is off. I, I mean, I get what he was saying. Like, the matches, there was no, no stage there that was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. There was just, not a wow factor Yeah, stage. they were just stages. Mm -hmm. And wow factor stages do not have to have multiple activators or anything like that. These Although just, there were there were stages that had multiple activators. Yeah. I guess and, they kept, and they kept them, you know, that was like a medium round count stage because there was, what... And two, four, six, twelve, fourteen. Fourteen rounds on that stage, I think. It was the the two tables. You mm -hmm. can go right to left or left to right. Mags, you know, reloads had to come from the barrel in the middle. And there was an activator on each side of the wall. So, I mean, that was, you know, under 20 rounds is a mid-round mid count stage. Well, I'm actually going to mark this question down and save it for uh, a guest that I hope to have on very soon. And uh, maybe they can actually... Uh, Shed a little more light onto what they think. They have a little bit more experience designing stages and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Well, my suggestion to Jeff was that if he wants things more interesting, that we have an all low port stage. Huh. Because he's tall. And that would definitely make things more interesting. <laughs> Crawling around on his hands and knees to shoot through a low port. <laughs> yeah. Whereas for me, high ports would be very interesting. Yeah. You see a lot of gangster shooting. Yeah. Uh, how did the ROs handle the rule changes? Oh, boy. Uh, I give it a 6 out of 10. Yeah. Some were better than others. Um, that just is what it is. I mean, it's a new concept, and we've learned from whether it be uh, PCC or uh, adding flashlights and or frame weights to the guns <laughs> that... uh. It becomes uh, resistance to change. Yeah. Could they have been better? Yes. Probably needed to be better briefed. But live and learn. It was the first nationals that way. I guarantee 
I can't guarantee. I'm not going to guarantee. High cap nationals that should not be, be nearly as bad. Yeah, it should be. Mostly because most people won't be using it. You don't think carry optics guys are going to be using flashlights? Maybe. Maybe carry optics, but that's only one division, not everybody. Yeah, well, that's one of the biggest divisions right now. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, oh, when is the new Beretta shooting shirt coming out? I'm sure I'll have to make one soon. Anthony needs one. Anthony needs several, because he needs one for every day of the week, because he meets a new person. Then yeah. he doesn't have to tell them, I shoot Beretta. <laughs> They'll just know. Uh, let's see. We got... Oh, I was making sure we didn't skip anything. In honor of production... Uh, production nationals. Ha <laughs> ha! Which is basically what it was. Uh, low cap nationals. We decided that since we both shot production division, that we would submit a CCC of our own. And that is the top placements for production division, the guns that were shot. So first place, Canik TP9 SFX. Second place, Beretta 92X Performance. And third place, the SIG P320 X5 Legion. CCC. Go. I'm going to compete with the Beretta. Mm -hmm. I'm going to carry the Legion. And I'm going to crush the Canic. So... I have no idea what I'm doing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to crush any of them. Um, if I was going to carry one, it would be the Kanek. Um, just because it's the lightest. Um, and I'm torn between the Barada and the Sig. I love my Sig. And I kind of like the x scripts on the Baradas. Way better than the regular ones. The Vertex... Vertex... Ver... Vertec. Vertec grip. Um, I was not having a seizure. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to compete with the Legion and crush the Beretta. <sighs> Anthony, cover your ears, son. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. So. That is all, guys, for today. Um, That's our recap, man. It was a lot of fun. Yes. Great weekend. Lots of awesome people. Shout out again to the Chi-Town Shooters. Chicago Gunslingers. Pew! And our new friends and old friends in PA. And an old, current, still friend who's not in Chicago anymore, who's now in Alabama. Chris, we love you. We miss you. Yes. But, as always, guys, we appreciate you listening. We thank you. If you could... Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. You can always send your comment, question, concern to pewtimepodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook at Laugh and Load. I think that's it, right? That is I'm it, guys. Tired. Yeah, we need some more sleep and we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for your support and thank you everyone who reached out and sent us questions for this night's episode. Yes, and congratulations to the champs. You guys, it was well deserved. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Bye.